How do you get to Carnegie Hall? I don't know, but there's 16 CDs coming out from Chicago that you can listen to. Lee Lochnane today on the Music Universe podcast. Oh, Matt, you know, it feels different being back uh, as a phone interview instead of Zoom. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm actually back in Pennsylvania for a wedding, visiting my family's home for a little bit. And I'm sitting at the exact same white table using the exact microphone that we started this on uh, when we... Because initially with the podcast, we did it when we could. But when everything shut down, we had all this time and we just had interview after interview after interview. And I sat in this room at this white table and we were talking with everybody about how things were shutting down. And now today, the very first thing we talk with Lee about is things coming back and being back on the road in the first shows that he's played. So when that happened and I realized I'm in the same place, I just smiled. (laughs) It made you smile like Chicago's music does? Yes, yes it did. (laughs) Uh, Chicago is just one of the most unique sounding rock, jazz. You can't really describe their sound. People say Chicago and you know what they mean. It's oh, just yeah. an incredible, historic, iconic band. And we got to talk with the founder, Lee Lochnane, who is also the producer of their new album, Carnegie Hall Complete, 16-disc, eight-show set from back in 1971. Yeah, and uh, they, they recorded those from April 5th through the 10th, uh, playing eight shows, but two of those were matinees. And each one was recorded, and the stories he tells in involving this you know are really cool about how the project came about but you know a lot of artists yes they they record stuff but record everything practically it seems but you hardly hear any of it and to hear all the imperfections and all that is what makes it truly live so it's going to be fun now we thought it was coming july 16th that's the information we got Right. It's actually coming, uh, I believe he said September 10th. And uh, unless things have changed, it's going to be available exclusively via rhino.com. And uh, you can find that link and that article um, with this uh, podcast episode, uh, you know, at our website. So just click that link and head on over and find out more information besides what he tells us about. But it's a beautiful set. It was originally a three CD set, but now it's been expanded, and that was you know a, a combination of of songs from the different shows. But now you get all eight across you know sixteen CDs, so that's uh, two discs per show. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a great listen if uh, you're a big Chicago fan. Indeed. Well, here's our interview with Lee Lochnane. Lee Lochnane, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you, sir? Just fine. Thanks for asking me to be on the show. Well, it is a thrill to have you. I know you guys are headed back out on tour. So before we talk about this big 16 CD set, Carnegie Hall complete, I want to ask, um, how excited are you to be back on the road, to be headed back out? This has been great. We have, we have, we are at the end of the first leg of the tour already. And mm-hmm. uh, we started uh, July 23rd in Lincoln, Nebraska. And from, from that day to this, we have been opening venues across the country and it is really gratifying to see how hungry people are for entertainment. 
we have been enjoying ourselves immensely. And uh, I think the audiences have too. So it, it's been a lot of fun to be out here, opening the venues again and showing people that we're coming back. And uh, life is going to be returning to normal, even though the, the news media would have you believe uh, it might not be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm seeing it, in, you know, right in front of me, and I've seen no negative effects at all at this point. And hopefully that will continue. Yeah. And how have the uh, crowds changed? Like, what's the difference between the last time you guys played and this this leg that you just started or almost wrapping? The crowds have not changed at all. And they're and they start listening to the music. They enjoy themselves. They're they're happy that they're there in the first place, and uh, they're having a great time. And we're having a great time playing for them. That's awesome. Was it was it nerve wracking getting up there for the first time in in over a year? Was it were you worried about like getting back into the rhythm? How how did you feel stepping out on stage for the first time? The rhythm is, is something that you have to get into. I, I equated it to being a sports guy coming back from an injury. And uh, where, where, you know, they talk about the game being faster or slower. Well, the, the, the game was a little, little fast for us at the, at the at, you know, initial, initially. You, start, you know, and, and then a couple of days go by and you start feeling, okay, the game is slowing back down again. I'm getting my air. I'm getting this getting the timing back together. It doesn't take long at all. It's the proverbial, you know, riding the bicycle. Mm -hmm. How much uh, rehearsals had to go into relaunching the tour? We did two days. Two days of rehearsal. That was the hardest part of it because there's, there's no, when you play the show, you get the feedback from the audience and that uh, combined with the adrenaline of just being up there uh, makes all the difference when you when you're just playing the songs uh, just to remember them. It's somehow harder. You feel you feel more yeah. tired by the end of a two-hour session. <laughs> wow! So it's so cool. And I know a month ago, right before things started to return to normal, you released uh, Carnegie Hall Live Complete. Um, and I know I was reading it. You and your producer spent almost a year in your studio uh, putting that together. Is that what you kind of spent the pandemic time working on? Exactly. I built the studio, and I'm actually the producer, and Tim, Tim Jessup is the engineer. And, yes. and uh, we worked 10 months from, from last year through, through this year to put the uh, project together. It was quite uh, work intensive and worth every minute of it. And I built the studio in the meantime, and uh, it's it's up and running, and we're having a great time. I mean, this is 16 CDs, several complete shows. Were these just sitting on a shelf somewhere and newly discovered, or was this something you guys had kind of planned to do, uh, knowing that it was there? Well, as a band, we never planned on doing it. We had no idea... The, because when it first came out, it was our fourth project. Mm -hmm. It was uh, uh, Chicago Live at Carnegie Hall. It was our, our fourth record. We, we only had three. We didn't even know we were going to have two records back then. So by the time we got to the to the fourth one and we did it live, it made it easier because we were just it was just part of the tour. But we played uh, six 
days at Carnegie Hall, the first American band to play there. And we played eight shows within that six days. And the original intent was to do a four record set, which, which compiled about uh, probably one show of the eight. When Rhino brought the project to us, they said that they wanted us to do all eight shows, which was uh, quite a lot more involved. And uh, it, it was, we had to take it apart piece by piece. And it was, there were 41 tapes wow. that Rhino had, and they digitized those and sent them to us in file form, in uh, uh, electronic form. And, and then <clears throat> one at a time, Tim took each tape, and you can imagine that there's um, uh, inadequacies. Let's let's put it that way. There's there's noises and scratches and things. So Tim took the first two months and took all 41 tapes and just took all of those extraneous sounds and noises out to the point where we were down to where you could actually hear the instruments. <clears throat> and then you go each instrument one at a time. And when they play a note, you, you fade into the note. It's do, there's all the sound before that uh, is deleted. You fade into the note, play the note, fade out of the note, and then delete all the sound up to the next note. And you do that with every instrument and every voice. Wow. On 41 tapes. So it's quite... <clears throat> quite extensive and t it takes a lot of time and uh, I love doing it and uh, I know Tim loved doing it as well and it what it does at the end is it puts the music in your face so by the by the time we finished it feels like you're sitting in the audience at Carnegie Hall listening to the band that's what I'm hoping you guys are going to hear as well because that's what I hear wow I love to hear that stuff. Did it bring back any memories of performing those shows, hearing something that you hadn't heard for years and years? Oh, yeah. Did it bring... Yeah, and when you talk about doing the shows uh, now just starting up again, we did arrangements a little bit differently back then. So the, the, first, the first rehearsal, I screwed up one of the songs because we had done it differently beforehand, and I was just powering through like we had done it in 1971. And everybody else was, you know, we, we were trying to look at each other going, who, who made the mistake? It wasn't this supposed to be four times. I thought it was two times. No, it was three times. Wait a minute. You know, so <clears throat> once I realized that I was playing the Carnegie Hall project, I had, I came back real fast. Thank God we didn't just go ahead and play a, a show for an audience right away. Or that, <laughs> that would have been problematic. Yeah, totally. And, um, I mean, this is just a monstrous set. So yeah. I know you just, you know, they, they brought you the eight or they came to you for the eight shows and it took so long to do this project is it's got to finally be like, I'm glad this is out. I'm glad people can finally hear this and well, it's, really. It's actually going to come out September 10th. I think the, the it's been put back uh, oh. later than we thought because of, Guess what? COVID. You know, yes. <laughs> ah, okay. Everything, everything yeah, has been July delayed. Yes. Yes. So now it's September 10th is the release. And uh, I haven't even seen the, the a full 
uh, live version of, of the uh, 16 CDs yet. I've, I've seen the test CD and, and uh, they sound great. And I've given the approval uh, of uh, printing them up for you know, however many millions of people are gonna buy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be a few hundred thousand, right? Million, two million, three million. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think in this day and age where everything's digital, you know, to put together this monstrous box set, like I'm a physical guy, so I I buy physical copies over digital any day. Right. And box sets are really unique. Was that kind of shocking that they wanted, you know, it on CD this time with with the way things are going? Uh, not really, uh, because to do for for each show is two CDs, so it's, it's a sixteen CD set, and they have plans to do a vinyl version, and they're picking one show, which right now I believe is the sixth show, and uh, uh, they might change their mind in, in the process of that, but so far it's number six, and. Um, I think I, I don't know. Maybe there isn't enough wax around <laughs> to, to do all eight shows. And you know, you need a you need something to help you carry the project around with you. But uh, you know, right. it's like the, the, it's like you know, checking a number of books out of the library. But anyway, it, it is exciting to have it behind us now. It was well worth the the effort and the work. The, uh, to to get it done, and I'm very happy with the results. And I hope everyone else is too when they listen. Well, well, you've done something that <clears throat> a lot of fans, for a lot of artists, want their particular artists they follow to do, and that is, you know, you have these live shows. You know, they have the tapes of it sitting somewhere, and and they want as much of that live show to to come out as possible i know uh kind of our standard bearer here at at the music universe is is garth brooks and he records a lot of media he did a vegas show on his on his arena tour that he wore the same thing every night stood in the same places every night for a tv special that never happened yankee state his yankee stadium show it aired like three times on the at&t network then it never was released. And we know that shows going back to the 90s are still sitting somewhere uh, remastered, but he only released pieces of it. So you've done something that a lot of people want their favorite artists to do, which is to just release everything from that, yeah. from those big shows. And so thank you for taking the time and effort to do that, because not a lot of artists do that. Not a problem at all. It's only my career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and you get those imperfections too, and then you can even yourself relive those moments like, oh, well, we did it this way this night. Exactly. You know, this happened here, and it makes it more real in in my eyes. Yes, I knew where the bodies were buried as it were, because <laughs> you know, having been there, I I knew how the the songs go, who was playing uh, a little intricate thing at a certain part of a song that most people are, are most likely it would be very difficult for them to pick out the intricacies mm-hmm. of it. You said something, it's only your career. Well, you go back to the seventies. I, I mean, this, this, this band is decades. It's been decades now. Did you think when you started the group that you'd be here 2021, 
still on the road, still one of the most popular touring acts uh, of today. Did you think you would have this kind of longevity? No, not at all. When we did the first album, we were happy to be doing the album. We were learning how to record at that point. We knew how mm-hmm. to play music already, but learning how to record is, 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 uh, some, was something new for us, being in front of that microphone that picks up everything that you do, every breath that you take, as it were. And, uh, and then uh, we got the opportunity. The, the first album was successful, so we got the opportunity to do the second one. And we thought, okay, great, we're going to have two albums. And we, you know, at the, at that time, we were very successful, so we were on the road all year. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we very rarely came home. We came home for like two or three days, and then went out for three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it was very tough to to do anything else but what we were doing. But then we kept making more and more albums. And then we started with, with the second album and uh, Make Me Smile being the first hit. That started a string of radio-friendly uh, airplay for us that didn't stop for a long, long time. And we ended up, what do we have? Something like 70 hits that went into the top 40. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm talking to you and it's 54 years later and, but there's no way that you could imagine that it would get to this point. You're hoping to do just, you know, the next year and, you know, the band could have broken up uh, a gazillion times already with all the, you know, uh, frustrations that you have on the road. So there's ups and downs and you you just fight your way through each one of them and uh, something goes wrong. Somebody decides that, you know, they're having a bad time. You drag his head back in the room and uh, keep going. Yeah. You know, don't let him leave. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important, too, when you can have at least most of the original members of some sort still with that band 50 we, years later. We have that, three, of, three of the original six are still out working. Myself, Robert Lamb, and Jimmy Panko. Wow. I mean that's incredible. That's yeah. that that fifty percent retention is is just incredible for fifty four years on. It's not done. <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> right. And when you said that you guys with the first album were learning to record, um, you know, it's you know, with the horns and everything. Did you guys track all that, or was that just more of a you guys are all in the same room? Let's let's go with it. Uh, we tracked. And we, we did uh, songs live as well. We did I'm a Man live. Um, mm. that, was, that was the last song for the record. We needed one more. And uh, we've been doing uh, I'm a Man since we got together in February 15th, 1967. And so we knew it very well. Wow. We, just, we just counted the song off, played it, one, played it down once, and that was it. That's what you hear. And then we overdubbed vocals and all of that stuff, but uh, uh, we did it all all together. <clears throat> and a lot and of a two. lot of the that's music, amazing. a lot of the music we had we had uh, gobos, so that, that's uh, so to uh, separate the sound with in the, the recording studio, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, so the horns would play on one side of the room, and then the, we'd set the entire band up 
in the same room and we would play the guide track. And, mm. uh, you know, so we, we start out that way and then overdub the brass. So we're actually playing the same notes that we played on the guide, but um, now we're doing it so it, uh, we can make it sound better. And hopefully by the end, it may, you know, we, we sound like we all played at the same time. And that's yes, that's currently the way it came that. out. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, it combined for a really unique, really iconic sound that everybody will be able to hear on uh, the Carnegie Hall Complete set. When it comes out in September, we had uh, bad information. We thought it was already out last month, but uh, as COVID pushes everything back, cannot wait to hear this album, the, the 16 albums, I should say, from this set. Uh, Lee Lochnane, thank you so much for being with us today. We we really enjoyed talking with you, and best yes, of luck on the road. So so thank good. You very so much. glad you're back out there. Thank you. You know, I love the behind the scenes antidotes that these artists give us, and any chance that I can ask that and they run with it, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and you could tell he's just like he said, it's been his career. He is just so proud of everything Chicago has done of everything they continue to do. And he's really, really proud of that CD set. And he's glad to be back on the road and just, just a cheerful guy. It was, it was really fun talking to Lee. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, it was available on three CDs originally, as well as a four LP set. Uh, it reached number three on the billboard 200 with certified platinum and it's the band's best selling live album. And they have quite a few over the years. So they're, they're really known for that. Uh, those live releases, but to come out and, you know, do three studio albums and then uh, a live album as your fourth, that's, you know, that's unheard of these days because people hardly put out any live albums, oh, sure. but, um, you know, to, to have all of those recorded and then they come to you like, Hey, we want all these out that that's got to feel, you know, really special and for him to be able to sit for 10 months and do all this excruciating work with it <laughs> with his producer and all that or engineer has to be um has to be you know like he said that's behind us it's coming out he hasn't even seen what the final product looks like and uh, for you vinyl lovers hopefully uh you know they'll stay on track at some point and put out another vinyl release for you that uh, want to pick that up. Yeah, maybe they'll do a show. Like you said, you don't know if there's enough wax <laughs> to make the vinyl, <laughs> but maybe they'll reduce maybe they'll do a show on vinyl which would be really cool. So, yeah. Um, but we're just speculating. So, that is it for us today uh, for the Music Universe podcast. I'm Matt and um, buddy, we thank Lee for joining us and be sure to check us out at uh, themusicuniverse.com for the latest news and release info, including this one. And also uh, hit that subscribe button at tmupod.com. Take care.